This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. That consistent between male and female is in love. In love. Just like one of them songs while ago and I put a place Actually kind of starting to stick to the table. Probably <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this Wait, is It's not bit. just out. He just has it on the table. Right yeah, now. he stands. <laughs> And we have to stare at them. He, he put two googly eyes on them. Uh, Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. Here's another podcast that just talks about movies. Today's episode is sponsored by... What the fuck was that? That's weird. Yeah. What'd you say? I, I said... What the hell? Why, I was I like, why, why can't I mention... Jeez. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Damn censorship rules <laughs> on podcasts and the internet. So, uh, anyway, you know, we're coming to you live from... What the fucking... Fuck? Sweet fuck? fucking Christ! Yeah, Jesus, what the hell? They're what? letting us say fuck, but we can't tell us that we're coming in live from Scarlett Johansson's... <laughs> <laughs> I guess... Okay, fine. Whatever. How about how about we're actually coming from Robert Downey Jr.'s... Nope. Nope. What the fuck, man? Yeah, this is weird. Anyway, the man's keeping us down. Today's episode is rated PG-13. <laughs> because that's a thing for some reason. Yeah, for yeah. some reason. Thank you, Gremlins. Uh, but today's episode, we're going to talk all about uh, censorship and in, in in film and why it sucks. Yeah. Well, sometimes I can think I can think of a couple reasons why it might be yeah. Uh, yeah. a positive thing in in some regard. Uh, Obviously, we're going to talk about what we've seen this week, and I'll let Lucas uh, go for off the top. All right. So this week, I did not watch any movies or television because I've been caught up playing Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I think I think it's totally okay for us yeah, to talk about. It's video pretty games. cinematic. It's pretty cinematic. It is. It is a lot of fun being like a cowboy outlaw riding around on a horse and shit. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of dissonance between uh, the way you play the game and the story, because like. There's an honor system in the game. Like, you can mm. gain honor by being, like, a good outlaw. <laughs> a good cowboy. But, but then also the story forces you to beat up sick old men to get their debts from them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you're, like, a part of a gang, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, it's, like, it's an a prequel. old West game. Yeah, it's a prequel to the first uh, Red Dead Redemption. Kind of right. tells the story of how you get to that one, if anyone's played mm. that one. So every night it's been Lucas going home, blowing up trains, uh, <laughs> rallying up camp. Can you blow yeah. up trains? Uh, the, one of the first missions is uh, kind of blowing up trains. Not you don't really blow up trains; you rob them a lot. Oh, okay, but you can rob trains. Yeah, you can just jump on a train that's passing by and rob that's it. That's sweet. You can, I don't think you could do that very, in the first one. I don't think so. It's been a long time, but uh, it's it's a fun game. A lot of dissonance. The, almost every character is uh, just a stereotype. Yeah, Rockstar's not very good at writing non-stereotype characters. No, not really. No, um, like, we but don't the really... gameplay's fun. Yeah, the yeah. Gameplay's, gameplay's fun. The Deadeye system's always always fun. Nice. Uh, you can go, there's a lot of stuff to do. You can go hunting, you can rob stagecoaches, you can hold up just random people on the road, like put on a mask, they won't recognize you, sort of thing. Can you but... go into, into uh, um, what are they called? Not br- a brothel? Sure, I'll say a fucking brothel. I meant I'm what a saloon. That's the yeah, word. Yeah, you go into saloons. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. And can yeah. you just like there's be a, a, there's a mission. player? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can literally just sit there and play poker or like blackjack or whatever. Uh, well, a friend of mine has told me that like you have to clean your horse. You have to uh, yeah. make sure your food doesn't spoil. You If you get cold, you can die. Uh, yep. That's yep. crazy. Yeah, it's like an old west simulator more than anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I always have had an affinity for cowboys, so. Yeah. How big is the map? That's pretty big. I don't. I don't know what I haven't visited the entire map. I've played like 20, 30 hours now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only like halfway through the story. That's crazy. Liam, what have you seen and/or played and/or read? Um. So due to money, I haven't really been able to go to the movies lately. Um. Like, but most I've been doing is uh just keeping up with uh, South Park each week. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um. And it's. I was like, this season, at first, I thought it was pretty mad, but it's gotten really, really good. Did they send out an apology or something this week? I, I saw a YouTube video that was that came out like three days ago that was like, why South Park apologized or something. Uh, I don't know specifically about that. Oh, okay. um, well, keep I us updated. Say. But so uh, this season is interesting because it's kind of been South Park's greatest hits a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, there are characters that have shown up in this season that haven't been on for years. 
like Towelies in an episode. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Versus, Mr. Hanky. Yeah. Uh, versus this episode where Randy decides to uh, just pack up a family, move out of town, and become a weed farmer. Yeah. And <laughs> isn't Jimbo there? Like his his cousin or his brother? Uh, Jimbo shows up in another episode that I'll talk about in a moment. But uh, but like Towely shows up at his farm to test his product. He sells weed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, Towley's a stoner tell. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. There's um, but the most recent one is interesting because it's almost like. It's them revisiting an issue from, like, a decade and a half ago, which is the issue of global warming. So back, like, when Al Gore lost out on presidency and he was push really pushing his climate change, um, they satirized it, saying, like, he's warning everybody that Man Bear Pig is coming. <laughs> and uh, Man Bear Pig has shown up before in other things. Um, but now it's he shows up, like, legitimately real and he's killing everyone in town. <laughs> so, like, uh, they all have to admit, like, Al Gore was right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to do. And they, it's like, uh, yeah, and then Satan's there. Uh, of course. Yeah, like, Satan hadn't been on in a really long time. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of really... We haven't seen Satan in a while. Let's <laughs> bring him? Satan back, Is yeah. okay? Uh, Man Bear Pig beats the shit out of him and he essentially becomes an angel. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, the the ending is I'm not gonna spoil it, but the ending's hilarious on how they resolve the whole uh, Man Bear Pig issue. That's funny. There's also a lot of jabs at Red Dead Redemption. Oh yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, of course, how relevant they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, I'm really enjoying this season so far. But I mean, I just love South Park. So. Yeah. It's funny how we're going to talk about censorship and South Park is the thing that you've seen this. Yeah. Week. <laughs> um, I I've been playing Fallout 76. Uh, I've been playing it quite a lot and quite religiously um <laughs> it's a lot of fun it's unlike any other fallout game that's ever come out it's a multiplayer game it's an mmo like an mmo essentially except on the map there's only 24 players ever at a, at a time oh, really? on a server but if you happen to be on that server and you go offline you're still technically on that world so there are times where there's honestly like maybe like 12 people playing the game Huh. And and like the map is four times the size of Fallout Four, oh, shit. so like running into somebody is rare. You can see them all on the map and like see where they are, but you have to like fast travel to them and then you can like find them. And then even then, it's kind of risky because you don't know if they're gonna fucking kill you or what. <laughs> Most of the people that I've run into have been nice and and haven't killed me yet. So we'll see what happens later on in the game when it's more like end game. I have a feeling that as the game progresses and as you level up as a character, you might start being placed into more like higher level servers mm. and that sort of thing, but as it stands right now, the game has only been out for a week now. Yeah, and it's in beta, right? No, not anymore. Oh no. No, it's alpha now. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, alpha's before beta. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. This is Charlie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're we're in full Charlie mode right now. Um We were always looking for some guy named Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It plays a little differently. Like you have to eat, drink and, and rest in the game. Okay. Unlike other Fallout games where you could literally play the whole game and never eat a damn thing mm -hmm. or drink any water. Uh and so by those respects, it's a little different, but it's a lot of fun. I also saw uh, Fantastic Beasts, uh, The Crimes of Grindelwald, mm -hmm. um, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and part of the reason why I'm so nervous to see it now is because, like, so I take, when Christian says stuff like that, I take it with a grain of salt because he doesn't know Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't The know. fact that I have Potter, I have friends of mine that are Potter fans are hating this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it makes me pretty nervous. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I just couldn't get into it. I, do, oh, I yeah. don't know. It doesn't have a, a plot at okay. all. There, nothing's fucking happening. Mm. And Johnny Depp is one of the weakest fucking villains I've ever seen put on film. Mm. He's scary because he's Grindelwald. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, and you it, don't even know who Grindelwald is. I don't is. fucking know. And, and, and <laughs> I mean, I, if I maybe knew the lore a little bit more, I might appreciate it. But um, they, have you seen the first one? Yeah. It, so Credence is back. In this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, uh, it And this is literally how they explain it. So Newt is having a meeting at the English uh, Ministry of Magic, and his brother is one of the, the people who works at the ministry, and he says, yeah, Credence is back. And Newt's like, what? How? And he's like, I don't know. He survived. <laughs> That's the explanation that they give. What? <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't, there's like, he lived because of this, like, you know. Blah blah blah, magic bullshit. <laughs> no, he's like, I yeah, he's alive. Okay, <laughs> nice, cool, thank you, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, um, then. I was that talking. Was I was actually talking with a taskmaster about it yesterday. Yeah, John Tasker. Um, 
And uh, he was telling me that, like, uh, it sh- kind of showcases where Rowling's weaknesses as a writer come Oh, in. my God. They're fucking milking that franchise for what's mm. left in the dusty udders of Harry Potter. Because <laughs> I am a fan of Rowling um, as a writer. I think she I think she has an amazing imagination and a great array of characters. But I've always found that she's not very good at plotting. No. Mm. And like, also, she do- like she must not know her, her franchise very well because McGonagall's in it. And apparently in Potter lore, she was born eight years after the the uh, when Fanta- Grand- Grindelwald takes place. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Like according to the Potter universe and that sort of stuff, she she's negative eight years old. <laughs> uh, but she's like a good like twenty five year old woman in the movie. So just I don't know, it's stupid. Like yeah, just weird. pay attention to your shit. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like and John is one of the biggest Harry Potter fans I know, mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that he hated it, I was like, damn. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he also doesn't like most of the. David Yates Potter films because he thinks David Yates doesn't understand Harry Potter. (laughs) Yeah, I saw it with my girlfriend and one of her friends and they're both Harry Potter freaks and um, we were driving her friend home and the whole time I just bit my lip and I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait to the podcast. This is a friend who I have met and she's... uh... Uh, what is it? Whatever we dis, whenever we would disagree on a movie, it would turn into a big argument. Yeah. So <laughs> I just bit my lip and I just let it happen, and then we dropped her off, and then we drove away, and I looked at my girlfriend and I said, "I hated that," <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> She's like, "I was so disappointed. I was so," and I was like, "Okay, we're on the same page." It's like that scene from Star Trek Generations where. Data tries a shot for the first time. He's like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, I didn't like Grindelwald. I thought it was a waste of fucking time. It's long, too. Oh, yeah. It's really Shit. Man, it's so boring. I liked, the, I liked the first Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah, the first one's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah like, I've been, yeah. I've been told also that there are characters that were introduced in the first one, but I thought were a lot of fun, but get nothing to do. Yeah, nothing at all. Like the mm. girl who can, like, read minds. I thought she yeah. was a lot of fun in the first one, but yeah. I've been told she gets nothing to do in this one. Well, nope. shit. Yeah. Anyway, that's Grindelwald. Um, if you like Harry Potter, then fuck you. Uh, <laughs> well, fine, I'll leave then. Jesus. Maybe we'll have to censor Christian. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, when when I'm editing this, I should probably put beeps every time we swear. I, I think that would get excessive. Excessive. Fuck, 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 shit, fuck. How would you like to suck my balls, MPAA? <laughs> uh, anyway, so... For those of you that don't know who the MPAA, they are the Motion Picture Association of America. Uh, Founded as the Motion Picture Producers and Distributors of America, the MPPDA. Uh, Its original goal was to ensure the viability of the American film industry. In addition, the MPAA established guidelines for the film content, which resulted in the creation of the production code in 1930. Thank you, Wikipedia, for (laughs) that. uh, I was going to say, that was very succinct. Yeah. Yeah, if I was saying it, I would have been like, they're fuckers, uh, fucking movies. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so they have been around since 1922 as a way to enforce rules and regulations in in the film industry to prevent children specifically from seeing films that their parents didn't feel like they should see. Mm -hmm. So we have the, the film rating system. Which, uh, if this is based off of the American one in Canada, it's a little different. It's similar, but it's uh, yeah. but we do have some notable differences. Yeah, like we don't have PG thirteen. We have fourteen A. Right. Or whatever. We don't have the R rating here. We only have uh, eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so we have the MPAA. They have G, um, which is for general audiences, which means nothing that would offend parents for for viewing by children. On the box, all ages admitted is what it would say on the ticket or whatever. Then they have PG, which stands for Parental Guidance Suggested, which says parents urged to give a parental guidance guidance may contain some material parents might not like for their young children, which is fucking hilarious because G doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, like it technically exists, but I haven't seen a movie rated G in a long there time. There are some no, movies that are, rated, that are rated PG where I'm like, well, how is this rated PG? Like, mm, yeah. Tangled? How is Tangled? <laughs> yeah, a lot of the, like Moana is PG. I'm pretty sure um, uh, wow. Coco is PG, I, th- I believe. Because there's sad moments. Yeah, and an angry grandma. <laughs> well, I, with Inside Out's case, I know why, and that's because apparently uh, I was VMPA thought that clown was just a little too scary for kids. Bing Bong? Oh, no, no. not oh, Bing Bong, the, the one in like, the subconscious or whatever. Uh, okay, well, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, and then we have PG-13, which says parents strongly cautioned. 
which uh, says parents are urged to be cautious. <laughs> uh, some material may be inappropriate for pre-teenagers. I'm, I'm just I'm just imagining people watching a movie cautiously, like their hand hovering right near their child's eyes, oh, just boobs. ready to. Oh, 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 oh. Well, I mean, uh, that's how my mom was with uh, Lachlan when we went to go see Lawless. Even though oh, yeah. it's rated 14 here, but it's rated R in America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, well, rated R, which is the next one on here, which is contains some adult material. Parents are are urged to learn more about the film before taking their young children with them, <laughs> which honestly should be any movie. Yeah. yeah. Like if you want to be a, a, a educated viewer, educate yourself. Yeah. Uh, and then we final and the final one is NC-17, which very few movies have uh, that rating, which says clearly adult children are not admitted at all. No one 17 and under are admitted. Uh, a lot of these are fucking arbitrary, honestly. Yeah, like, we were talking about it before the podcast happened, and, like, 8th Grade, for example. That yeah. came out this year. That is a movie about kids in 8th grade. Yeah, it's, it's made R. for kids in 8th grade. Yeah, rated R. And and the only re- real reason is because, oh, good golly, kids in 8th grade know what a blowjob is. <laughs> and, like, and they're assholes. And, yeah. And they say the word fuck. Yeah, maybe once or twice. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen okay. it yet. Yeah, they maybe curse a little bit, yeah. but that's because out of frustration as a as a young teenager, you use those words at, yeah. out of frustration, and that, uh, it pisses me I off. Mean, it's, it's the like, same thing with uh, Boyhood. Boyhood should not have an R rating. Boyhood was so. Uh, Richard Roper once made this point on uh, when he was reviewing. It was one of the Expendables movies, um, and he was saying like Boyhood is rated R because there's some teen and alcohol use and some curse words. Um, well, The Expendables 3, yeah, 3, which is essentially an orgy of violence that only exists to celebrate the art and science of killing, is rated PG-13. <laughs> it's true. It's very strange, just the way the rating system works. Because, like, you can watch hundreds of people die gruesome, horrifying, painful deaths, PG-13. Yeah. You see a little too much human skin, it's rated off. Yeah, you see one penis. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, if, you we, see a, if you see a penis, it's usually NC-17. I know, yeah, typically. <laughs> um, But we were talking about it before, like Creep 2, for example. Yeah. There's a penis. Yep. It's rated R. Yeah. Right? You can show penises in movies. It depends on what the it's being used for. Yes. If, if the act is sexual, mm-hmm. then it's NC-17. Yeah. It, it, and also, interestingly enough, uh, you can, like in PG-13s, I believe they have a one or two uh, fuck count. Yes. In PG-13, yes. Yeah. You can say it once or twice, but it has to have no sexual connotations. <laughs> right. If you, if you say, like, ah, oh, fuck me. It's fine. Right. Well, well, you say, what what fuck me. Even what about Wolverine's... His catch phrase for a while was "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, right. And all of every movie he was appearing in until recently was PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Though I would argue that by the MPAA standards, uh, the the Wolverine probably pushes PG thirteen about as far mm-hmm. as I think they could at the time. Yeah, because it was pretty violent. It was. So I found a list here that was films that are rated NC seventeen. Okay. Um, I, I'm just gonna read you the the top the three. Three for there's four on here that are for A, but I don't know what one of the movies is. Um, American Psycho makes sense. Yep. Okay. Rated, yep. but re-edited uh, so that it could be cut down for for a rated R release. American Pie, what? same sort of thing. Okay. I can kind of understand that. Yeah. You know, if I could see if there was too much sexual content. However, it's mm-hmm. if you've seen American Pie, it's it's relatively tame. Here's one you're gonna be surprised with, Liam. Army of Darkness. <sighs> I know what. Huh? Not, I know. Not, it just says probably, edited version rated R for violence and horror. It's also probably the least violent Evil Dead movie, or the least <laughs> bloody at least. It's violent, but it's like the least bloody. Uh, the 1992 version of The Black, Bad Lieutenant. Uh, it says again, just edited down. Uh, Basic Instinct. That's mm-hmm. another one. That one kind of makes a little bit yeah. of sense. Blue is the warmest color. Blue Valentine. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights makes perfect sense because it's about porn. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the, they're... There are a lot of films on here that are they're essentially considered, um, I wouldn't say masterpieces, but they're considered in, incredibly notable films. Yeah. And because the MPAA has such a strict way of viewing films, they are being considered um, too provocative for people to go see. 
Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Like, we're at a point now where a PG rating doesn't mean anything anymore. Oh, not at all. No, no. Like, I mean, I think I see, when I go to the theater and you you look up at the screen and you see, like, a a movie's rated PG-13, that's almost like a pass. And and how often do you go to the movies and see, like, kids that should very obviously not be in a PG-13 movie just being let in anyway? Because even the theater is like, fuck it, we don't care. Yeah, well, like, the the MPAA has no legal standing whatsoever. Right. Or yes. Even... So, so none of the ratings actually bear any legal standing. It no. is it is up to a theater to decide whether or not they want to play a film if a film is not rated. Because you you have to submit your film to be give mm. get an MPA rate rating, and if it does receive one, then it usually goes into the theater and becomes you know a, 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 a distributed film. Yeah. If it's a non-rated film, typically those are indie films that will only get played in art house theaters. Yeah. Which is a disappointment because a lot of those, you know, people really want to make something that is meaningful to them and then are stomped down by the MPA. Yeah. There's also that the MPAA is very unethical. Um, like, uh, like to be they honest, fuck rabbits. <laughs> like there's this whole issue of like, uh, they just don't. How do I explain this? So there was a movie that came out in 2014. That was rated R. It's a movie called Love is Strange. And you want to know why it's rated R? Why? Because a, uh, Alfred Molina and John Lithgow play a gay couple. And they're seen laying in bed next to each other, fully clothed. And there's a point points where they hold hands or kiss. That's it. And yeah. That's why it's rated R. Yeah. Yes. That's fucked up. Yeah, you, uh, can't, you, can't show, you can't show homosexuality in films without receiving a rated R. Mm-hmm. And an R rating, things sorry. that are... PG-13 or like their characters that have wound up in film where I'm like I have no idea how these guys got past the MPAA like yeah. like the twins from Transformers 2 like uh, how mm. we're just blatant awful like race, racial, stereotypes. racial stereotypes well yeah. America is very okay with racism it's just not okay with gay people <laughs> yeah I know which is ridiculous <laughs> like um let people show their sexuality on film. Yeah. You know, let them show their, their expression of themselves and not be ostracized or or put down by that fact, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like if it's pornographic, just with like any sex scene, if it's pornographic, censor it. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. Kids don't need to see that. A lot of people don't like seeing that, so that's fine. Yeah. But like they're just laying in bed together. They kiss once. Like, there's also what? the fact that like, like, even just, like, you can't show a penis or a vagina or, like, I'm like, everybody has one, guys. Yeah. yeah. People <laughs> have one or the other. How is this the... so obscene? And <laughs> even the people that don't have one or another, show that, too. Yeah. And it shouldn't be offensive, you no. know? Like, you know, a male nipple is made of the same stuff that a female nipple is made out of. Yeah. Maybe if it was made out of, like, a rivet and a socket, then it'd be like, <laughs> okay, that's a little bit more. Which, instead of, like, censoring female nipples, we should just replace them with male nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that would make movies yeah, so much better. Yeah, right? no, They're hairy and brown. And there's also the fact that, like, especially with boobs, and, like, you can't show boobs. I'm like, they're literally just, they literally just exist to feed babies. <laughs> 50% wow. of the population wow. has them. There's going to be a lot of people that are pissed off that you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like, that's like, the reason the, why the we're making a episode. The biological reason, biological reason why they exist. That is why. That's true, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that is the evolutionary reason why the... Why women have boobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, so how is that so obscene? Even those paintings we learn about in school, like Michelangelo, everything, or every sculpture Michelangelo made, people are butt naked. Yeah. Yeah, and people are like, oh, that, that's tasteful. It's just tasteful because it's old. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know why? Like, okay, so the Renaissance art is largely focused on nudity because they believed the human form to be beautiful and they like looking at it. Right. It's not that different. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the MPAA is just like, nope. You yeah. know, if here's the thing. What if you are you, in a movie, you show a painting that mm-hmm. has breasts, or you show a statue yeah. that has a penis? Depends on how Believe it or not, is. the MPAA took, took a lot of issue with Kubrick when he do stuff like that. Yeah. Right. But also, Titanic, rated PG-13, has a nude scene. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's tasteful. Yes. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> I don't like Titanic very much. But Neither do I. I, I thought it was rated R. No, it's rated PG-13. That's unbelievable. They also swear a lot, which I'm like... Well, no, they, they only use the F word once, and that is... They throw it away. Like, just the dude on the submarine is like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> waste <laughs> of a fuck. I, I tell you what. Yeah, waste um, of a fuck. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think that if the MPAA... That's what most uh, of my ex-girlfriends would say. There are ways to fix the MPAA. I'd say, mm-hmm. like, there needs to be a stronger, uh, what is it, push on violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like... Uh, like I do, like I feel like if people die and stuff, like there should be more concern put into that. Yeah. 
Um, even as a kid, I remember noticing stuff like this. Like, uh, so I used to watch Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. Yeah. And in Yu-Gi-Oh, um, they like in the Japanese version, when you lose a game of Yu-Gi-Oh, you die. Like oh, in the actual okay. people die. But here it's like so they can't have people die. So if if you if, so if you lose, you go to a place called the Shadow Realm, or your mm-hmm. soul goes there. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so you, you can't die. die. You can't die, but you can go to hell and suffer eternal torment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you created your own hell and your own religion. Death yeah. just seems a lot less offensive. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot a lot of people nowadays will take um, the opportunity to read through the limitations of the MPAA and push the boundary just as far as it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure Once Upon a Deadpool, which is coming out in, I think it's December 12th or something like that. Uh, yes. Um that I can guarantee that movie is going to push the boundary as far as they possibly can while mm-hmm. still maintaining a PG-13 rating. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Canada, Deadpool has the equivalent of a PG-13 rating. Yeah, it's a 14A, yeah. right? Yeah. And I and honestly, it's it should be rated R. Yeah. I, I would say I'd so. I'd argue the second mm-hmm. one more so, but... Yeah, totally. Um, um, a movie the, that I found interesting uh, that is not rated NC-17 is This is the End. Oh, Why? yeah. Why? Because the giant, the giant demon at the end has raging heart on. Massive penis. Yeah, um, right. Also, because also it says this, CG this, penis. Yeah, but there's, also at the one point, like Jonah Hill gets raped by a demon. At one right. Point. There's the <laughs> yeah, whole discussion true. about rape with. Uh, yeah, with, uh, uh, about Emma, Emma Watson. Watson, and I'm like, it's not rated NC-17. It's yeah. rated R for some. Apparently, yeah. they added the Jonah Hill rape scene because they wanted to be like they wanted to have something take it, to take out when the MPA was like, this is too much, and they were like, leave it in, and then they were just they're just like, yeah, it's rated R, and they're like. Um, Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look right now and see if it's on that list, actually. So I was going to say... It's never actually rated NC-17. Um, I was going to say, Lucas, that uh, uh, back uh, when the South Park movie was coming out, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker challenged it by... Um, so they so there's a maximum amount of swears you can have in a movie before it becomes NC-17. Mm-hmm. And you know how they dodged this? How? They removed one swear word. <laughs> wow. Yeah. A, a story where you have a giant clitoris and... Yeah. Uh, as Saddam Hussein and uh, Satan having pity sex. <laughs> do, you, do you think uh, some creators take that NC-17 rating in stride? And they and Probably. they they're like they take it as a as a point of pride. Probably, no one ever wants does. to actually have the NC-17 because then your movie's guaranteed not to sell as well. Yeah, and it well, even rated R. Arguably, though, if it's if it's one of the few that is rated NC-17, I feel like people might want to see it more. Right? Some, some, some people. Like, like a Serbian film, for mm-hmm. example, which I don't even want to get into the details of. If you want to know anything about it, please go Google it. Or don't. Don't. You know what? Don't. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> it's fucking vile. It's mm-hmm. a very vile film. I'm going to tell you one thing that happens. A okay. guy literally gets skull fucked. Yeah, to death. Alrighty yeah. then. And and it, and it's NC seventeen. The guy bit the bullet and he was just like, screw it. Yeah. It's uh, NC seventeen. I'll take it. I, and he's Lucas, Serbian, so he's like, I will take it. <laughs> Lucas just went white as a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fucking gross, man. Um, it's it's pretty hardcore shit. Um, but I think sen- like certain times, it's okay to censor things like in that sort of. Case, yeah. Right. Where there, there's certain things that younger folks shouldn't have to see, and some right. people, some more sensitive people might might want to know about it. Which I think the MPA would argue, you know. That's that's what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to protect the the fragile mind of, of young <laughs> America, which currently speaking is not it's pretty desensitized to a lot of stuff, you know. Like the idea of violence in, in, in schools and in the workplace and that sort of stuff. It's a fear. It is definitely, it is. but it's it's still desensitized to some degree, you know. Yeah. Well, that that's a, that's a hairy issue right there, just because like it is. I'm not I'm by no means am I trying to say that it's like you know we live in a very peaceful period of history, despite what the news might have you believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. That's I mean, fair. our neighbors are pretty rowdy, but yeah. Yeah. but like the whole world, like there is not a single war happening on the western hemisphere of the earth. That is true on the western hemisphere. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But like, what about like the the eastern hemisphere? Yeah. There's yeah. there's a couple little wars going on, but, but like, like the occupation of of the. Muslim states and that sort of thing. Yeah, that that's uh, historically speaking, that is some little skirmishes happening. It's not really a war. No, I there. mean like okay. France and England once fought a war for a hundred years, <laughs> like literally a hundred years. And then, what happened? <laughs> I'm curious. Tell, tell me how it ended, really quick. I don't, just like, I don't know. We're like, we're I think tired. They, I think they just stopped. Honestly, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. But like at that point, they're like, we don't even know why we're fighting anymore. Everyone who started this war is dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, a That's statement. where Joan of Arc came from. 
a statement I did want to make, and uh, I'm going to try not to get too political. Um, <laughs> you have half an hour. Go. <laughs> um, but so uh, I grew up in a household where my parents were very much of a mind, or my dad is still very much of a mindset, mindset of like a lot of violence in society is to be blamed on media. Mm. I'm like, no. Like my dad is. It, 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 I would say it's the opposite, you know? Yeah, like, like my the, dad. The, the loved, violence in in regular culture influences media. Yeah, like um, yeah. my dad. Like my dad for the longest time was very much of a, the opinion of, uh, what is it? The Columbine massacre was because our the kids who shot up the school were um very much influenced by like Marilyn Manson music and right. uh and violent games. So I'm like, no, that was a whole other issue. That was mm-hmm. it's an issue with the school board. Yeah, the thank education you, thank you, bullying. Thank you, Tipper Gore, um, for for creating that that fear mongering in mm-hmm. in society. Tipper, for people who don't know, Tipper Gore was Al, I believe Al Gore's wife, um, and she created this task force, this lynch mob, to take and they. That's why they have parental guidance stickers on albums now, is because of Tipper Gore. Mm. So um, D. Schneider from the band Twisted Sister, they they had received a parental guidance sticker on, on one of their albums because they had a song called "We're Not Gonna Take It." Mm-hmm. There's not a single curse word in that out. Al- There's a song. I, I believe the album does not have any swear words on it. Um, but because of the fact that it was promoting rebellion and promoting violence. I say that loosely, violence, um, it was considered like parental guidance, Mm -hmm. which then extended even further past that. And games like, uh, I mean, we could talk about like the ESRB, but I don't want to get into that because there's nothing to do with with film. But that's why games like Grand Theft Auto and and, like Doom and Wolfenstein and like all this Mm -hmm. stuff were being considered um, harborers of violence when it's not like that even in the no. slightest, you know? No, I mean, I mean th- from been, my perspective, at least. Yeah, there have been studies done. I read one uh, recently where uh, they tested a lot of people uh, who played video games, who didn't play video games, who watched violent media, who didn't, etc. And uh, they found that people who played and, uh, played and viewed violent media didn't act any more violently than the people who did, who right. didn't. But there was one thing. Those people tended to believe the world was a more dangerous place. The people who were playing the violent yes. games? Really? Yes. They tended to believe the world was more uh, dangerous than it actually is. Huh. Or at least they believed it was more dangerous than the people who didn't view violent media. That's that's a pretty crazy statistic. It's interesting. Yeah. Because, hmm. I mean, I can kind of wrap my head around that because mm-hmm. if you're bombarding your brain with fear and things yeah. that make you scared, and violence you're, and... you're going to think the world is scarier. Yeah. But, like, they didn't act any more violently than the people who didn't. In fact, they'd probably be less violent. Because in some do. ways, like like literally uh, in 1993, I believe, when Doom came out, uh, gun violence in the states plummeted. <laughs> I don't <laughs> thank you, cor- Doom. It's correlation, not necessarily causation. Right, <laughs> yes. yeah, that game. <laughs> but like, also Jurassic Park came out that year, and and Schindler's List. So like, maybe it was. Yeah, maybe was, I don't know. Blend. Sorry, I was People also, are more afraid of dinosaurs. Um, yeah. I was also gonna bring up like uh, just from personal experiences, and when I was arguing about this with my dad. Um, so I have a cousin who, uh, he's 30 now and he, when he grew up, he had like no restrictions on what he was allowed to watch. Um, like, uh, he could pretty much watch whatever movie he wanted, uh, within reason and, uh, like play, play whatever games he wants, listen, listen to whatever music he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and so naturally he partook in it. And now again, he's 30 years old and he's turned out fine. In fact, he's one of the most down to earth, friendly, just chill dudes I know. Yeah. yeah. And and I would say over over sheltering kids. Like my, my parents were very strict about what I was allowed to watch. I wasn't not allowed to like watch The Simpsons or Family Guy or anything they deemed inappropriate. I wasn't allowed to watch when I, my mom didn't like me watching The Simpsons. Yeah. Well, my mom outright banned it. Like <laughs> no. Uh, when you when you start to age. The real world can be quite a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, without that information, is, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I was, I wasn't like super sheltered. I wasn't like kept in a little box or anything like that. But like, uh, I didn't really understand that like people actually use swear words in real life. Oh. I thought that was only a select few bad people who did that. My mom would tell, and my mom and my grandma, and especially my aunt. Uh, would uh, always go off and say, like, if you swear you're going to go to hell and I have to answer to Satan. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like, fuck him, man. Yeah. I'm like, at, like, to a point where, like, I was actually genuinely scared of swearing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, I mean, I can't imagine how kids are now, given how overly sensitive we are as a culture right now and how overly uh, 
uh, was it bubble wrapped and uh, our society is? I'd say that's debatable. Yeah, it is, uh, and we can have that debate. <laughs> we, we we are allowed to. Um, I mean, there's, here's just a funny point I wanted to bring up in regards to that. It's funny how like back when I was a kid, it was like uh, it was always like Republicans and stuff pushing like this whole like really violent thing and like banning on things like that in media. And now it's Democrats doing it. Yeah. And if you guys want to claim I'm generalizing, I respond with a prompt, go fuck yourself. (laughs) It's funny. Liam wasn't talking to Lucas and I. He was talking to you, the listener. Yeah, he specifically got a little closer to the mic. (laughs) Um, We have a a really big uh, listenership in Spain now, so Liam is calling out Spain. Yeah, fuck you, Spain. Specifically, he has a shirt on that says, fuck Spain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, it says, fuck Stain. (laughs) He also got it tattooed on his forehead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, also says fuck Stan. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, uh, what, so I'm curious then, Lucas, when did you stop being sheltered, for lack of a better term? When, uh, was it a decision by your parents or was it a rebellion? When I got my own computer and access to the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, of course. Uh, the days uh, when around I when porn. was that? Like how, how old I, were you? I got my first computer when I was 13 and my parents let me have it in my room. Yeah, dangerous. <laughs> I know. Parents sometimes they're they're like, come on. Because the internet, they didn't know much about the internet. My, I, I was, like, oh, he's just playing. He's just playing Neopets. Yeah. <laughs> addictinggames.com. Yeah. But yes. you're on the you're on the addicting yes. games where it's just like if you were reveal enough of this puzzle, you see boobs. Yeah. <laughs> playing, sitting around playing. Uh, was it like there were games I knew about? My dad would not like me playing, mm-hmm. but I would go to friends' houses and play like. I'd play GTA at a friend's house, and my dad was pretty anti me playing yeah. that. Yeah, my parents were also like that with video games, too. Like, at one point, uh, my cousin sent us a bunch of N64 games he didn't play, and that included uh, GoldenEye. <laughs> and my mom's like, hmm, I don't know about this. So she puts it in. My brother plays it for, like, two seconds. He dies, and then, like, the blood goes across <laughs> yeah, the screen. Yeah. And mom's like, nope, rips it out of the cartridge. I didn't see that game for another five years. Wow. <laughs> uh, we're not, by no means are we calling out our parents or anything no, like no, no, that. No, no, no. We also live in a much different age, and we're much older, and we can have these conversations with our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, mean, I was I about the same cause... age when I had my own laptop. I was about oh, yeah. 13. But at that point, I was mostly allowed to see and and watch mm-hmm. things that were outside of my age yeah. range. I, I was allowed to watch R-rated movies in school before I was at home. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we And we've talked about that yeah, before. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember what the first R-rated movie I, I saw was, but I remember we would watch them with, with my parents. And my dad, they would be movies that they had seen already. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad would say, cover your eyes. And then we cover our eyes. Yeah. And then he'd be like, okay, it's good. And then we uncover our eyes. And it was always <laughs> fine because my parents were making the active effort to censor what they thought yeah. was was censorable i think it really comes down to what uh, is that parents need to fucking parent like uh if you're gonna i like say if i have a kid i god knows i don't want one but (laughs) if i yeah that would be the bane of my existence i'd probably like i'd show them like i'd probably be like go see uncle christian and then he wouldn't come back for three years (laughs) Uh, yeah no i mean like uh where's daddy i will to go back to like with uh my mom or sorry with my aunt and uh my cousin a lot of reason why I think it worked out so well for him is because a lot of the time my aunt would be sitting down and watching it with him, and they'd mm-hmm. discuss it after. Yeah. What What was wrong? What was not? What was right? What was yeah? Wrong, like right? yeah, it's like parents. I think a lot of it is like the reason I think we get so many parents going off and blaming media and stuff and the and the MPAA, which I mean again we've talked about is broken, is because parents just don't want to own up to the fact that they may kind of be responsible a little bit or they yeah. didn't handle these things right. Yeah, be yeah. responsible for your kids and be responsible for the things they're saying. However, kids are rebellious. Yeah. Right. And, al- and also, they also don't want to uh, say that their kids fucked up. Right. <laughs> like, even just by the, their nature. Yes. Yeah, it's like, I think, uh, I remember even uh, on the Bowling for Columbine documentary, I remember oh. um, Mar- there was a point where Marilyn Manson's interviewed and they asked him, uh, uh, Michael Moore asks uh, Marilyn Manson, if you were to... Uh, if these boys were still alive today and you'd have to answer to their and had to answer to their crime, uh, was it, what do you what would you say to them? He said, "I'd sit down, I'd let them talk, because that's what no one else did." Yeah, he'd he'd listen to them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's, I think we're kind of going down into a, a, a different rabbit hole now, talking about the effects of of real life affecting media and that and sort of censorship thing. Censorship and but in a lot of cases, the people that are considered violent because of media, it's not it's not because of that at all. What it's, what it's about is those people were already mentally ill and they were already struggling with something for the most part. I can't necessarily speak on the broad spectrum of, of anger and mm-hmm. frustration and that sort of stuff, but the people that are angry and 
for lack of a better term, demented or whatever, there's more going on yes. than mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, like I stand than, by that. If you're, you know, gonna Im- if you're gonna imitate uh, Grand Theft Auto, go out into the street, pull a guy out of his car and beat him, you already need to be a pretty fucked up person in order yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like, because our culture, like America even more so than Canada, but Canada as well, has a deep stigma against mental illness. Mm-hmm. Like, we just don't want to talk about it. We don't want to deal with it. So we just shove the mentally ill people to the side and don't talk about them. Right. And, and, they, and they're they treated like lesser beings because mm-hmm. of the fact that, that they're un- misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah, right? like, I mean, like, and it's frustrating for me, like, because I've struggled with anxiety most of my life. Mm-hmm. And to constantly have that lumped in and, like, like, yesterday I was arguing with my dad about, like, how I uh, was it how some, he says sometimes he's scared I'm going to run out and hurt somebody. And I'm like, really, Dad? Yeah. Then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on, in the, on the inverse of that, your dad must not know you very well. Because, like, I, do, I, I know you quite well, Liam, and I do not think that you're a violent person. No. Uh, I do not think that you're a risk of harm to anyone or yourself. I think the issue is that it's old school knowledge versus new school learning. Like, right? I, I even told him straight up, like, when I'm mad or, like, I want like, to, if, like, I would get violent, I usually inflict more damage on my couch uh, was a, a tree, uh, my fist from hitting a tree or... Yeah, it's not necessarily a good way of dealing with your emotions, but, you know, no, at least it, you're not taking it out on another it, human yeah, being. Yeah, extreme anger is difficult to deal with. Yeah. I think probably all of us have had, uh, probably experience with extreme anger at yeah, some totally. point in our lives. I don't know, yeah, I was 100%. Like, give me a helmet or something to break while I punch something much more cinematic. <laughs> no. From, I I always bottle everything up, which is very unhealthy, but it doesn't hurt anybody else, so that's good. And and there are times where, you know, those angry emotions or those just anxieties and those depressions and stuff, I find are oftentimes not cured, but a, um, assisted by violent media and mm-hmm. by and by playing video games and living cathartically through yeah. um and uh, media and like your experiences that you gain through that you know there have been multiple times in my life where i've been just utterly angry or depressed or whatever um and i'll go see a movie and feel mm-hmm. a little bit better same yeah. right? like even like a few years ago when i was living at home there'd be days when i'd come home from work just pissed off and you know how i deal with it I turn off. on I turn oh. on GTA and I just drive around and blow shit up. Yeah, because like I said, it's the catharsis, right? Like you're you're doing something that you can't do in real life. No, yeah, but I think we we've all done that. But like, I don't think any of us would ever, unless like brought to an extreme low point and whipped into violence by someone else. But like, no that's one, a very good point. Whipped yeah. into violence by somebody yeah. else. Yeah, a lot of good people do horrible things because they're convinced to by someone horrible. Right. Right, and 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 it's it's tragic that a lot of people are manipulated in so easily. Yeah. Right, and and I really wish it, it was easier for a lot of people who who dealt with mental health issues to find um, treatment and to find counseling and that sort of yeah. stuff outside of their own internalized feelings. Mm-hmm. Because in, in a lot of those cases, that's when things become violent, and that's when things become suicidal, and that's when people spiral into these these. De- endless bound boundless voids of depression mm-hmm. right yeah it's like and also like with just censoring people explain uh what is it expressing these feelings i think is also insanely damaging mm-hmm. yeah yes. like uh like because i mean like i'm a pretty firm believer in freedom of speech um like i mean i do think there should be limits like there are some things i see all over twitter where i'm just like shut the fuck up yeah um <laughs> but like uh but like people need to express how they feel yeah was it and up uh, and convey these emotions and to censor that is is essentially the epitome of the problem. Yeah. yeah. And usually when people are expressing their anger or their depression, they don't 100% mean what they say. No, no. It, they're it, trying They're confused. To, yeah, they're confused. And like, I've said some pretty horrible things when, I, when I've been angry, but I never really meant them. Right. I just wanted to hurt somebody, like, with words. Right. Yeah, I just like, wanted to express how angry I was in that moment. And and sometimes the only way of doing that is by hurting somebody else. Yeah. Right? And, and trying to make your you, – you, sometimes when you're angry or frustrated or depressed, making somebody else feel like that yeah. is is Like bring, like medication. sharing your pain. Um, yeah. For even things like uh, very – there's even censorship things in the sense like where people just post well-meaning things and people just react to it the wrong way. Right. Like mm-hmm. uh, there was this whole thing where when Carrie Fisher died, uh, Steve Martin took to Twitter and wrote her a tribute – Saying, like, when I was a boy, uh, I always thought Carrie Fisher was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. And she turned out to be really funny and talented. And everybody just got so up in arms and made him take down the tweet to a point where he wrote an apology. Where he's he's saying, like, people were probably interpreting that as, like, women can be funny, too. 
But that's yeah. not what he was saying, right? Yeah, I'm like, is it really, guys, is it really worth getting offended over something like that? We have a real problem oh, yeah. with sexism and misogyny. Yeah. Don't waste your time on nonsense like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and just kind of bringing it back to the idea of, of creators and, and artists and that sort of stuff and censorship in that mind, um, limiting somebody and their art is more damaging than just letting them re- uh, receive the backlash, I would say. Mm. Like, ha- receiving backlash allows that person to grow and mature. When you mm-hmm. censor them, you're not telling them why it's wrong, yeah. right? Like, when you're a kid and, and your parents say, you say, why can't I go outside? And they say, because. Yeah, it's like, because. Oh, because why? That doesn't, yeah. yeah, you're not providing me an answer. You're censoring my, my mm-hmm. ability to express myself. Yeah. I, I feel like you're right, but also it depends on the artist and their intention. Okay, like fair. For, for for example, just to go the extreme, if someone nowadays tried to remake the Triumph of the Will, yeah, yeah, totally. Like that's that'd fair. be like, no, yeah. no, right. no, stop. Yeah, uh, more <laughs> if somebody wanted to do an all white remake of the color purple. But yeah, that'd, to, be, that'd be weird. To be fair, they did do um, oh, what's that one? Uh, Rise of America, or oh, what's it called? Oh, uh, Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I feel, but like the if I remember right, the remake I haven't seen it. Me but neither. It's, but it's not the con- same. there was more controversy to it outside yeah, of and it. Also, there... also the original Birth of a Nation is literally just about the KKK and glorifying the KKK. Is it really? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Unless I'm thinking of something else. Yeah. yeah it's like. But, uh, uh, so sorry, you were saying that you know somebody's intention. Um, definitely, there are times where somebody yeah, should like, be stopped. Yeah, because like someone who's trying to remake something like Triumph of the, of the Will, uh, they're they're trying to recruit more Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, trying yeah. to create more Nazis. Yeah. But what, like, what, what? Sorry, Liam. What, what what are your thoughts then on something like American History X, which is mm-hmm. a essentially a glorification of of neo-Nazism, but it wasn't necessarily being, supposed to be. It's not a glorification necessary. That was the wrong word, mm. but it, it it is a it was in the pub, It brought into the public conscious. That's true. Right. That's true. And I think uh, that had consequences that were not the intention. Because mm-hmm. a lot of a lot yeah. of neo-Nazis use that as like their manifesto. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a lot opposite of, point of a movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. like how uh, Fight Club has become a symbol of. Uh, uh, what's called toxic masculinity. It was, it was supposed to be a parody of it. Right. Yeah. But like, it's become a symbol of it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I d- tell people all the time, Fight Club's a satire on it. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of great memes where it's like, if if a man says that Fight Club's his favorite movie, you should probably run away. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's interesting. I showed uh, Fight Club to a friend of mine that's a girl, and she actually loved it. Mm-hmm. Right. I, but I, I, I don't want to yeah. get into Fight Club. I, yeah, what, what, I th- guess what I'm trying to say is it's uh, a very fine line, a very gray area. Right. Because, I mean, when something does come out like American History X, and it's being Liam got a Tinder message. No, <laughs> this is this is going to be a new segment. Is is Liam gets a Tinder <laughs> message? Um, but sorry, what I was trying to say was that when something comes out and its intention is different than its reaction, yes, that should that then be censored. That is a good question. I, I think don't know be, the answer. I don't know. I think for it's the responsibility of the director to address this and actually give a statement on the intention. Yeah, but, but they're but, ignorant of the of the reaction until it gets yeah, received. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, like, if you, I'd say respond to that and, like, go. But also, many more people will see the movie than see the director's commentary on it. I don't True. know. I mean, like, I'd say just make it mandatory that if there's something like that, you have to give some kind of a statement. It's your responsibility. You owe it to the people. Mm-hmm. Like, um. Why? Uh, because, why? Why do you owe it? Because, like, say if you're doing some, if you've made something that I'd argue is that people would argue is damaging to, uh, uh, was that is becoming damaging to society, or people are interpreting it wrong, I feel like it is your responsibility to clear it up since you made the damn thing. Yeah, as, as I mean, artist responsibility. I, I, we could argue about art, artist responsibility till till we're blue in the face. I have a little bit of a different perspective on that. I think artist responsibility is not necessarily based on like to apologize for something you made degrades what you made or not ap- not even apologize just like release a statement on what your intentions were and okay. what it was that's yeah. that that that's more I, fair. I, also, I also think there is uh a little bit more to that in that why you're apologizing fair like for like i i think it's stupid when like george clooney apologized for batman and robin it's like you made a bad movie so the fuck what calm down yeah but like someone apologizing for a movie they created that actually damaged like a part of society I think that's that's warranted. Yeah, that's fair. So, but but could we even think of an example? No, right? Like I can't. Like, could you 
Triumph of the Will is a Hitler film. Right? Yes. Yeah. So could you imagine if Hitler was like, "I'm sorry," <laughs> I was gonna do I was gonna do an impression, and I stopped myself. I was like, "No, not doing it." Um, I wasn't but, this against censorship. Yeah. Exactly. So, but man, this is this conversation is getting a lot more deep than I was prepared for. <laughs> yes. Um, I think I think censorship as it as it stands is a powerful tool for a lot of people, but it's mm-hmm. it's also very damaging to a lot of people. It can be, yes. It can be damaging. I don't I don't necessarily think that, you know, taking something like uh fuck, I don't know. I'm just trying to I'm trying to think of a movie like that would be damaged by censorship. Something like ET, mm-hmm. right? Where it's you know, I I'm going to make a very outlandish top uh, uh com- not comparison but uh, whatever. It could be argued that people would see E.T. as a form... Oh, no. Okay. I have a much better... All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Much better one. Clerks 2. There's literally a scene in that movie that has bestiality in it. Okay. It is blatant, and it's there. That was a movie that had an NC-17 rating. Mm-hmm. What they cut out of that movie was not the bestiality scene. They cut out, like, um, a lot of curse words. Mm-hmm. Which honestly is fucking ridiculous. Like yeah. if you're gonna cut out anything, cut that. Cut out the bit where yeah. there's a man fucking a, a donkey, right? <laughs> to be fair, it is it is part of the narrative of the film, but does it really provide any substance to the story? Mm-hmm. So as a creator, um, you have to see. Yes, there are times where shock value and and shocking somebody is going to be a benefit to your overall narrative and your storytelling, but. Being aware of that is a much different skill, mm-hmm. right? So knowing, okay, maybe I shouldn't put this in, uh, but it, unless it provides a narrative crutch. You know what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was also going to bring up uh, – uh, I wanted to know your guys' opinion on this. We mentioned it a little bit before we started to record, which is – so every version of Mark Twain now in print mm-hmm. has had the N-word completely removed from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to know your opinions on that. I know I have mine, but I want to hear your guys's. Considering it's a, a, bo- a, a lot of his work is uh, historically significant, I think it should remain. Uh, the text should remain untouched for the most part. I feel like we should have both versions. I yeah, actually, I would agree too. I think that right. there should be like a there should be like a little statement at the beginning by the publisher or something yeah. saying mm-hmm. like yeah, that. We may words like this were used in the time. Give a little bit of context and say like, "There's a reason we don't anymore." Mm-hmm. Um, so please take that into consideration when reading yeah. this book. Actually, I feel like that is uh, very similar to Germany's situation and their censorship against all Nazi symbolism because it's a lot. It has to deal with shame, right? And, right. And like, because uh, like obviously in Germany, most people's families were involved in the Third Reich, right? And there's a lot of shame there for a lot of them. And so they censor Nazi imagery. They, they, you're not allowed to like mention Hitler. Like in Wolfenstein, when they released it in Germany, they changed the villain from Hitler. They like took off his mustache and like made him less recognizable. They had to censor all the swastikas and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And in America, uh, like w- people who aren't black specifically, just socially are not, not not legally, but socially are not really allowed to use the N word. Right, right. And I, I feel like that has a lot to do with shame. But but also ironically it's enough, still different. But is it's is similar. that the book you know has a lot of that that powerful language in it um, that is uh, unfortunately still used today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is they are hate words. Yes, they're very hateful and very derogatory. Like referring to an, uh, somebody who's non-binary as it instead of their preferred pronoun. Right, yeah. and that sort of thing. It it becomes you're using words as ammo and ammunition and mm-hmm. violence and i i think in some regards to have like you were saying i do agree with you i, I hadn't even thought of that is to have both versions mm-hmm. you have the one that is the updated and the essentially the apology version i don't want to use yeah. that term because that sounds dirty coming out of my mouth but the the apologetic version and then you have the original text yeah and and my question then is, does, does that describe who a person is, depending on what kind of book they buy? That's a good question. I feel like the, the I don't know, that's that's tough. I was going to say, like, I feel like the uh, censored version should be, like, the ones that elementary school kids read. Mm-hmm. 
but also we don't want them to be completely ignorant of the past. Right. So you, you still let them know that they're that this is the version that the censored version. Yeah. Like have them go but home there, with a permission slip or But there are version there are other versions of this book that you may cross that will have different words in yeah. it. Right? Um that will have the potential to offend you. Mm-hmm. Right? Um I also wanted to uh bring up like uh there was a I had an argument recently with uh well, a PC baby about uh, about like how um, <laughs> you completely just like um, cut down our entire no. <laughs> conversation. No, I was gonna bring up. It was just a. Uh, it was just something in regards to like censorship. It it is on the same page. Don't worry. Which is that um, they were talking about how they think that uh, copies of movies like uh, Gone with the Wind and stuff like they should not be in uh, circulation because they're racist and like. Uh, Films that they should not be out there. Well, I'd argue that, like, no, we need these as a time capsule to showcase where we were at as a society. Is that's part of yeah. what art is. And also, if we if we did, if we censored every uh, racist person from the past, we we wouldn't know anything about history. And you wouldn't be able to learn from Gandhi it. was fucking racist. So yeah, there you go. Gandhi yeah, so he also, was also a like pedophile. Uh, <laughs> or, sorry, little boys. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that's our opinion. Um, <laughs> uh, Oh, fuck fucking Gandhi. Um, <laughs> I was. Gandhi. Um, you but did a like, lot of good things, but also you're really fucking racist. Um, there's like, yeah, sorry, I was. Oh. I just my thought came back. Um, if you erase the past, then you can't learn for the future. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if, if you erase every single usage, like Quentin Tarantino, for example, mm-hmm. he's a white guy using the N word constantly. Yeah. Um, but he finds I, I, I do think it's wrong that he uses it so much, but he is using it in context. Usually. You know, usually, like. I wish he didn't use it so much in something like, um, like Jackie Brown or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, use it in a Civil War piece. Use it in in yeah, or like uh, a Western Hitler, or a Western where where it's about racial tension, mm-hmm. but use it gracefully. Yeah, you know? it, like those words are powerful and they are hateful and they are hurtful. And when people hear them, especially impressionable young people, and they hear them in music and they hear that that that. In, in movies and media, they think it's a word that's okay for them to use. Yeah. Right? But it's a very powerful word. I yeah. Do well, it's it the goes... same thing with the C word, right? Mm-hmm. We've used that word. We've, we've said cunt before on yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. I think we're all going to refrain from using any racial slurs on the show. But, yes. but um, like, cunt is a word that's used quite extensively in mm-hmm. uh, um, English humor and it Australian is. humor. Yeah. Right? And, and yet over there, it's fine. Over yeah. here, you throw one C word in your movie. Radar. Yeah. Yep. Right. And uh, the feminists will come after you. Well, th- that's a different point. <laughs> I, 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 I think you. I think you, when you say feminist, you're talking about extremist feminists. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Femi- uh, yeah. I mean, I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't um, land. Damn it. Um, but yeah, no. It's like uh, um, there there are a number of movies where like I was saying that people want don't think that they should be in circulation. Where I'm like, again, no, we we're like a time capsule for where we were. Like to be yeah. honest, I have a pretty controversial controversial opinion to some but i do think disney does need to bite the bullet and, and release uh, song of the release south. song of the mm. south and like have and like do one of those warnings you have you would do if like they, they, i think it was they've literally done that before they've released it it has well, not, not not song of the south but like old disney really racist disney cartoons yeah like there, they, there's they, one where donald duck is a nazi yeah, yeah, like and just... like when they they draw black people with like huge lips and they're like monkeys and bullshit like that. Yeah, but like uh, they they put a warning at the beginning of the video. Or yeah, like, or like, like they you say, would have says... Whoopi Goldberg there and like addressing it. And yeah, uh... well, they literally said like, um, this is how people thought at the time. It was wrong then. It's wrong now. But if we erase the past, we'll never learn from it. Right. Yeah, yes. and I th- that's why I think we need a song of a soap should be re released. Mm-hmm. So, to to kind of wrap this conversation up. What? How do you feel then about censoring the present, right? Because we're—that's what we're doing with with the MPAA and with mm-hmm. with um, like Liam has said, with the PC culture and that sort of stuff. We're finding ways to to censor the present, which will eventually become the past, right? Which mm-hmm. will eventually become history. Yeah. So are we preemptively stopping growth? I uh, feel like the the quote unquote politically correct movement. What is intended to be just a way to help people improve themselves, to be more socially conscious, to be more sensitive to other people. I think that in a lot of uh, circles it has been very overblown, like with you saying people 
saying Gone with the Wind shouldn't be uh, in circulation. I think that's wrong. Or like the whole all men are trash statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think that is a very rare statement amongst most circles. I mean, it was but pretty big for a couple of months. And it I was. I was arguing was, pretty but, extensively with a number of people. But also when you argue like online... Are you talking about or in person? <laughs> um, I've had uh, I've had discussions in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like most of the times when you have discussions like that uh, online, they are either extremists or trolls. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and even then you have a wall. Yeah, right? like an anonymity. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, I mean, I have a tendency where if I don't like you, I tend to create take great joy in pissing you off. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, um, but like no, I was I want to hear the rest of what Lucas has to say. Uh, I think I was just about done, but I think that. Uh, Shouting at people and telling them to shut up is the wrong way of going about it. Right. I feel like educating people in a gentler way about how we, we as a society would prefer them to behave is a much better way of going about it. Right. Censor- censorship should be an, edu- an education tool. Yeah. Right. It, sh- it shouldn't be used to shut down anybody's free will or, sorry, mm-hmm. not free will, freedom of speech or anything like that. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was, um, shit, what was I going to say? Um, that, uh, like sorry, you know you guys, like, so you guys made some <laughs> you guys made some pretty great points, honestly. I'm amazed that we've had that the discussion has gotten as deep as it has today. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but, we we got personal today. Yeah, yeah like because I'm a I don't know. I just feel like, but you can't just completely bubble wrap and sanitize everything. No, that's why I feel like a lot a lot of people really want, and it's like uh, to a point where like uh, I feel like some people are starting to become what they what they hate in that sense, like because uh, for. Uh, what is it like to give a very general like uh, statement like uh, it was like what I was saying earlier with like uh, politics and whatnot how like I was it how I'd argue that uh, Democrats have become just as crooked as Republicans and it's all just about control. Typically, um, the people who the first people to ask for power are the ones that yeah, yes. are the cro- most crooked. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, yeah, I know, and I feel like uh, like because again, back in the day, it used to be like Republicans pushing really hard for censorship. Mm-hmm. On like uh, media and whatnot, and now would de- and now Democrats and SJWs are doing that. I'm like, well, okay, I, I think I, now like would be kinda, a good, t- I'm, it's good like time now to we're kind of lo- looping around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're looping around. I, I don't want to feel get like in- it's in different ways. I don't yeah. want to get into an SJW debate because we'll be here all night. <laughs> no, I mean like that was just one statement. That was just uh, one example I want to give. I don't want right. to get into all that because this is not a political show. No, not at all. We may have gotten very political tonight, but <laughs> yeah, well, no, we weren't political. I think we were very personal and and on about how we feel about censorship and especially when it relates to, to art and and the media and that sort of stuff but also how it relates to personal development and like how you grow as a human being and how mm-hmm. it's important to have these open dialogues and these discussions because like um like because and it's important to always like uh, was it if you disagree with somebody disagree with them you need to have those open dialogues and discussions you learn yeah, so right. much more from disagreement than you do with just agreement yeah, well i think it's important to not necessarily draw equivalencies between someone saying like hey don't use the n-word and saying to someone be like hey you're a nazi shut the fuck up yeah that's fair <laughs> that's fair yes um i mean we as as hosts of this show we say some pretty provocative things and, occasionally, yeah. And occasionally, and we, we off-color jokes and, and tasteless. Mm-hmm. And there are times where we are tasteless. Yeah. But oh, we yeah. released the episode anyway because it's a representation of of who we are right now in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes a joke happens and you, you want to tell it and you want to you want to. Yeah, you something. don't necessarily think it through first, and then you just say it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm guilty. I'm pretty guilty of that. Yeah. Me my too, Lucas. To... You're the least guilty. Yeah, uh, my apologies, <laughs> I, I, to Mr. Just, Spielberg. Mo- mostly just because I, th- I feel like I'm the least impulsive out of all of us. Yeah, that's true. I think, <laughs> but I mean, like, definitely, like in order, it's Lucas, me, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's also like, but, it, but it's also like the reason why I think to have these jokes and like make more ta- have more taboo humor is like just to show that like sometimes it's okay to laugh at scary things that's what the joys of humor are like right. and also if you tell an off-color joke and like people don't respond well to it you you learn yeah, yeah. you're like oh off. shit that's, no your audience that's bad yeah. and this is why it's bad cool so, so <laughs> i i i hope that no one finds reason to censor us and i hope that we can continue to grow as, as podcasters and grow as hosts and grow as creators and that our um creative development is not hindered by uh, anyone or even ourselves and trying to impress anybody or impress um, impress each other and that sort of stuff. We should always grow as creators and grow together. And I think that's a really important way to end the episode is that we we find ways to 
hold each other accountable, not mm-hmm. just each other on the podcast, but hold people in, in the public accountable for mm-hmm. the actions that they've made and the things that they've done. But also remembering that people develop at different rates and their knowledge and the way that they grow as a human being is a lot different than other yeah. people. And, and, and people see the world in such different ways. Like, I don't want to go fully into it, but like people from small towns, right. vastly different life experience from someone from a large city. And exactly. Yeah. And, and like your, your idea of an off color joke is different than my idea of yeah. an off color joke and that sort of thing. Also the importance of like uh, providing a platform for people to discuss these issues that do need to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause what we, to beat a dead horse, if we don't, if we don't discuss these, how the fuck are we supposed to learn and better ourselves as a society? Right. Um, yeah. So this has been our conversation about censorship and, and more, and more, (laughs) um, very personal episode. And I appreciate everybody out there for listening. Um, we kind of went bare bones on this one balls out. Um, Liam literally has his balls out right now. It's, yeah, it's, he, it's he, actually, does, he does every podcast. It's actually kind of, <laughs> yeah, every podcast, every episode. How oh, is it? It's actually kind of starting to stick to the table. Probably <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this Wait, is it's, a good it's not way. just out. He just has it on the table. Right? Yeah, he stands. <laughs> and we have to stare at them. He, he put two googly eyes on them. Um, so there you go. There's a good off-color joke to end the episode with. Perfect. Um, this has been the Thundercast for this week. We'll see you again in two weeks. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. See ya.